0: Hello, and thank you for joining us here on The Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined, as always, by my trusty sidekick, my partner in crime. Really, the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's at Eric Galala. Phil, nice to be with you this uh, fine evening here. It's a nice Monday night here at Breckenridge Brewery's Farmhouse in Littleton, right off of Santa Fe. We are here every Monday from 6 to 7 Mountain Time chatting all things, all things Broncos. We're also live on the Broncos' YouTube page. And, Eric, the idea behind this show is it's about NZ Nation. It's about the fans. Please leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube, and we will answer it immediately. And, uh, Eric, you are a Broncos expert. <laughs> I sort of know some things about the Broncos, and together we can answer questions. We'll do our best
1: at the very least. Phil, we're in a new setting tonight. Yeah,
0: and- we are inside because, you know, it's Colorado. We're up in the mountains. We're a mile high in elevation. It's starting to get a little chilly this time of year.
1: Yeah. I mean, you wanted to stay out there. I did. I was a little bit softer, so let's go inside. where the.
0: Well, you were concerned about your hair. It was a yeah, little bit yes. windy. Yes. You were like, my well, hair that. doesn't do wind.
1: And I want my uh, my beer from Breckenridge Brewery to just stay at a really nice temperature, not get Yum. too cold.
0: Yes. And uh, if it gets too cold, that freezes. Okay, got it, got it. Because it's that cold outside right now. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Eric, we are talking about another Broncos loss, this time what the heck? at the hands of the Steelers.
1: Disappointing, really, for, was, for a couple of reasons, Phil. One, tell me. just the, the first three quarters of the game were not good enough at all. And so you felt like, what is this What is this team? What do they do well? What's happening? What's happening? And then it was disappointing in another way because they came all the way back. They had a, two chances there at the end to punch it in the end zone. Can't get it done. So then it becomes, well, this is just really disappointing.
0: You're saying that it was a double whammy. You were double disappointed whammy. in the first half. Then when they started playing well, you were disappointed in the second half. Well, disappointed
1: that they couldn't pull it off. Got it. Obviously, yeah. it's better to to come back than to play yep. the way they did in the first half the whole game. But kind of had a feeling there, Phil. They're, they're playing yep. renegade in the stadium. Corlin Sutton's fist bumping along, and you're like... Oh,
0: you think Renegade was helping the Broncos?
1: Yeah, they were fired up. Really? They were fired up. They played Renegade, uh, and then they got down inside the 10-yard line right got away. It.
0: Yeah, that was nice. Couldn't, I think that... Uh, couldn't
1: quite get it done. It, it stung. It yeah. still stings.
0: We watched that fourth down play probably 27 times today. We watched it a lot. We looked at it a lot. There were maybe some other options instead of uh, trying to just go at Corlin Sutton
1: there. Oh, our question was, why not do the touchdown play?
0: Yes, yeah, so I was like... Did they not want to score, just throw it throw it into the touchdown area? Yeah, that was our and, thought. Into the open guy. <laughs> but, yeah, obviously a tough situation. So much is going on. The crowd is going crazy. You've just driven down the field. The clock is winding down. There's no timeouts in that situation. And uh, I think it's natural for a quarterback to just say, I want to go to the, my most trusted wide receiver, and that's obviously Cortland Sutton.
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense why he threw it to Cortland Sutton. You've got Kendall Hinton on a pattern. You've got Noah Fant, who's somewhat open, but still has a guy right there who could hit him hard as the ball gets there. Melvin Gordon on a swing pass. I mean, there were some options, but when you look at Cortland Sutton there, he's the guy that made all the big plays. And yeah. so it makes sense why Teddy would go there. It just the throw wasn't quite good enough.
0: Yeah, it looked like maybe Kendall was open on the opposite side of the field. Tim Patrick, pretty well guarded, would have been a tough throw and catch for Noah Fant. So
1: could have maybe took off and run. That was one option. That is another option. Whether there. you get to, that's one of the things you can do.
0: That is an, uh, that is another option that they. That Teddy Bridgewater could have done, but uh, even but that, it makes sense to go to Corlin Sutton, and I think at some point you have to just say the Steelers. I think Vic Fangio said it today. Sometimes you just got to say, "Hey, the Steelers did a heck of a job there." Yeah, and you just you
1: put yourself in a too big of a hole. You know, we talked we talked yesterday uh, on the post game show about missed opportunities. You know, and the Broncos had a a penalty, several, three penalties really that led to fifteen uh, a fifteen point swing. And so at the end of the day, nice that you came back, but kind of. They didn't deserve to win the game, yeah. even if they did have that final chance.
0: And They would have had to score the touchdown and then the two-point conversion, so that's and asking for a lot and then go to overtime there, uh, although they did have all the momentum at that point. But I think the bigger thing, Eric, is that the final score was not indicative of how that game was played.
1: You think it was closer or further off?
0: Way further off. I mean, it seemed like uh, in the first half, I think the Broncos had less than 100 yards of total offense. Uh, they did not get their first first down until Javante Williams. Fact check, wrong. Is that wrong?
1: Yeah, more than 100 yards, but not not many more. I think 107.
0: Depends on who you talk to, I guess. <laughs> uh, I was keeping my own stats, Eric. Yeah, yeah you're you're you know there, like you I, the I like score do, sheet yeah. Exactly. Uh, so But they did not get their first first down until Javante Williams busted that 49-yard run. That, there was only eight minutes left in the first half. I mean, at some point, you've got to string together a couple of plays and stay on the field there. It was pretty warm at Heinz Field, I think. Uh, you saw some guys really cramping up there in the fourth quarter. And the Broncos' defense was out on the field what seemed like forever.
1: Yeah, and especially in the second half, that one Steelers drive lasted, I think, more than seven minutes. They score a touchdown on that drive. That felt like the backbreaker, even if the Broncos had a chance after that. Um, And you talk about those missed opportunities. After the Javante Williams run, Phil, that was one of them. You know, gets a penalty for spiking the ball. I know you don't like that call.
0: Necessarily. That was a terrible referee call in that in that moment, <laughs> in my opinion. How many times have we seen other players, Eric, they make a big first down, they spin the ball, okay? Sometimes the ball the rule is
1: the rule. I think. Sometimes Spinning, they spin the ball away. Spiking.
0: It's just not normally called, Eric. It's sort of like, let me ask you this. If you're driving in your car, uh-huh. Uh-huh, it's 45 miles per hour in the, in there. Yep. Say you're going 46. Okay, well, the hey, edge. the law is the law. It's 45. You're going 46. Boom. You deserve a ticket, don't you? I guess so. That's how I feel about I that. I see. Yeah. Normally I'm going about 60 miles an hour in that area. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's because I live life in the fast lane, In the,
1: in the fast lane. Yeah. yeah. But after that play, I mean, Teddy takes a, a sack that yeah. he says he can't take. Andrew Beck's wide open, probably scores a touchdown later in the game. Uh, Alexander Johnson drops an interception then Kyle Fuller has PI called on him they score a they touchdown to you hold him to a long field goal uh, Draymond Jones gets the called leverage. for
0: leverage Did you I looked I had to look that up I was like what I always had the leverage so I, I knew what that oh, was Oh got it you know? cuz in my opinion and Vic Fangio agreed I knew it was a penalty if you pushed off the guy to try and go up and and make the block yeah. didn't really seem like that's what Draymond Jones was doing but they called the leverage on him I had to look it up. Well, actually, I was standing next to uh, Todd Davis on the uh-huh. postgame show. He explained uh, what it was to me.
1: Got it. Did he like the call?
0: No. We were yelling and just uh, really upset. Well, Most they the say game. no cheering in the press
1: box, but when you're I was not in the press in box. The studio. I was in the studio. You can cheer. You can yell. You said yelling. Yeah. Yelling. Anger. 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 In the and I'm getting lane.
0: heated up here, too. You are. Yeah, the
1: temperature in here has gone way up.
0: Because I'm getting... You're making window. me angry. Yeah. going <laughs> to
1: crack a window.
0: Saying that a rule is a rule that... That was terrible, uh, Eric. We got a lot to talk. Oh, were you not done there? No, Sorry, I was. About- I was looking toward oh, you. Okay, I was going to say we got a lot to talk about over the next hour here. But the real purpose of this show is to answer fans' questions. Okay, and so we're getting fans? a lot. We're getting a lot of fans' questions on YouTube. Noah fans. Noah's fans on YouTube. Uh, here's one for you. Uh, this one's from Kiernan Groves. Okay. How do you feel about the coaching in the Steelers game? And- I think that online we heard a lot of talk about Pat Shermer's play calling. Even Vic Fangio was asked about it today. He said that he's confident in Pat Shermer. No qualms. No qualms. I think is qualm, huh? Yeah. Qualm tree. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, no I qualm mean,
1: trees. I think the the coaching wasn't good enough. Just the way that the play on the field wasn't good enough I, there's several things that stand out to me you get a delay a game on the first offensive snap of the game, Vic Fangio said that had to do with kind of losing track of time, the play clock after the change of possession but he said that can't happen and, and he's right, you cannot go out there on first and ten and just all of a sudden have a first and fifteen because of a delay of game on the first play, offensive play of the game So that stood out to me um, it, I thought there was maybe a chance at the end of the first half the Steelers get the ball back with a little over a minute to go uh, short gain on first down. Broncos, Maybe call timeout
0: the Broncos there. Broncos
1: choose not to call timeout. They could have gotten the ball back with about a, <laughs> a minute left, 50 seconds left. Would have liked to see them be a bit more aggressive then. And then, you know, the, the offensive play calling certainly changed in the second half. Uh, Vic Fangio was asked yesterday what was the difference. He said we started to throw it outside the numbers. Mm. And if you go back and you look at what Teddy did well, throwing it outside the numbers, he had some good success finding Cortland Sutton, uh, finding Tim Patrick. But what they were doing early was not necessarily working in terms of connecting with those guys. And so did the coaching improve throughout the game? Yes. But the Broncos now at another game where they've not scored an opening drive touchdown. They go another game where, you know, Vic Fangio said to me a few weeks ago, Phil, I don't have a trend yet. I asked him after the uh, the Jets game, was it nice to get off the field on the first drive because there was a big play against the Giants? Touchdown drive yeah, with yeah. the Jaguars. He said, you don't have a trend yet. Well, Justin Simmons said yesterday, there might be a trend because now you've got another drive, first drive of the game for the Steelers. Touchdown. They big go play, past Kyle touchdown. Fuller. Yep. Kyle Fuller's given up some big plays. Big fan just said he hasn't been good enough. But, yeah, the, the coaching, I think, definitely needs to improve, but so does so does everything. The execution, there were missed blocks, missed tackles, missed assignments in the secondary everybody has to be better than they were yesterday
0: yeah i mean i agree and looking back on the second half there in particular they were moving the ball guys were getting open and uh, you know i think it's a mix like you said there were some great play calls i mean the javante yeah. williams pitch out that went for 49 yards got the ball outside a little bit and that was a play call i mean sometimes i feel like the ne- when things are negative, it's immediately the play calling. When things are good, it's the players. And sometimes you have to give credit where credit's due. I mean, some of those big fourth down plays uh, that the Broncos converted on the touchdown to Kendall Hinton, they converted three fourth downs on that drive. Fact check? Correct. <laughs> Correct! Uh, but I think some of the play calls on that in that drive were really good. I mean, the Cortland Sutton first down, uh, they... Uh, Mark Schler said on the broadcast, there was two routes ran the same way. One was deeper. They thought they were going to go to the short one just to get the first down. Bridgewater goes over the top and goes to Sutton. So some of these designs were working there just a little too late, Uh, you know, too little, too late. That was was the headline of a lot of stories this morning. It was.
1: Did you think – I mean, it's worth – it came to my mind. Ooh. If it came to my mind, I know yeah, it came to your mind because we're, we're just kind of... synced up. Yeah. The we're same hair up. product, it just... Same hair, same barbershop. Because, exactly. Because they got things going in the second half, to me, I'm like, did getting to Pittsburgh late in the day...
0: Ooh. They, they showed up at like Because of the weddings seven The
1: weddings. Did the weddings in the Pittsburgh...
0: nuptials. Did that have an impact? I don't think so, Eric. I mean, uh, in, they, in they my looked, mind, they, they just started slow, and I, I don't think that they look sleepy. You know, I don't think they were sleepy out there. Yeah, I think that they just need to get, they just need to get in the game faster. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like, for example, a lot of talk about Kyle Fuller, right? Kyle Fuller has gotten beat deep a couple of times now this season. Three times on the and, first drive. And. It's been similar situations where he's just one on one against one of their top wide receivers and he's getting beat deep there. Vic Fangio says the technique needs to improve. I'm just wondering, maybe Kyle Fuller shouldn't be by himself out there anymore. Do you know what I mean? Tell me how you really feel. It's like maybe maybe like that just shouldn't be how we're how we're trying to go up against some of these guys because it's happened, like you said, three times now. And it's hard though because you're like, I know what this player is capable of, so you want to put him in a situation where you're like, I can rely on you, I can depend on you. You know, uh, Vic Fangio was asked uh, today. He said, "Is Kyle Fuller the same player that was that you saw in Chicago in 2018 when Kyle Fuller had the best year of his career?" He just said, "Yes." Nothing else. That's all he said. He was like, "Yes," but he said that technique needs to improve. And I'm just wondering, maybe maybe he just shouldn't be put in that situation because clearly it's not working. No, and he said across the secondary that guys,
1: he thinks, are relying a little bit too much on... The hey, name I'm,
0: on the back uh, of the jersey a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's got to stop worrying about... Like a little about, miracle situation. Hey, I'm,
1: I'm... The name I'm, on the I'm front so of the jerseys so, yeah. a heck of a lot more important than the name on the back. Yes. Exactly. No, the, the technique has to be better. I think the coaching in that area, I mean, to me, that's... Vic's talking about himself. He's talking yeah. about Donatello. He's talking not about Christian Parker. Yes, of I mean, course. It's, we know Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller has settled into these other games. He did not really settle in as much to this game, I thought. But they have an interesting decision ahead of them, Phil, because Ronald Darby, it sounds like, should be, hopefully. Should hopefully be back. Be good to go. You know, in base, right. I don't know how you take Pat Sertan off the field. I don't think that is even a question. Yeah. He's He's been really good. He has to uh, stay out there. I mean, he had a play yesterday. Chase Claypool tried a double move. Pat Sertan didn't fall for it for a second. Ends up breaking up up a, not too deep of a pass, but maybe 20, 25 yards down the field. Just excellent technique. But
0: but as we mentioned it last week, Sertan's tackling, it did pop up a couple of times this last game too. Yeah, but
1: it did with everybody. I mean, the tackling in the run game was not good enough.
0: No, it was not good. That was the worst running offense in the entire NFL. Najee Harris, 122 yards rushing.
1: Well, and I think the issue was that for the Broncos' defense early is that they were getting five or six yards on first down. And for as bad as the Broncos' offense has been on first down, the Steelers' offense was really good at it. And it's hard to stop a team when you're in third and one, third and two, third and three. You don't have time for Von Miller to get to the quarterback. I mean, they, the defense also has to figure out the pass rush. That's another thing. Because yeah. Von Miller could not get there. Ben was throwing it quickly. But some of this stuff goes hand in hand. Like, Phil, that the... If the Steelers are up by 15 points, 16 points, the Broncos' are, defense is not going to have the chance that it needs to tee off on these quarterbacks.
0: Von Miller was too busy guarding wide receivers. Yeah. That is tough. I mean, I know that they were in zone. Vic Fangio tried to sort of explain that maybe there was something missed there, but but off the line of scrimmage, it's Chase Claypool against Von Miller. Yeah, and you Big look- Ben is going to find that 100% of the time.
1: Well, and so the issue is that if Vaughn is just a couple steps inside, and he's playing inside leverage, then it's either not an issue for him to run that way, because Vaughn can just jam him or, or stay with him probably, and if he goes outside, you've got other players in the zone that can pick him up. The issue became, as soon as he goes across and gets away from Vaughn, now you've got Sertan, who's following a different guy across the field. Has him to and drop Vaughn off. essentially run choices. into each other. Yep. And now it's Kareem coming across the... I mean, it just you can survive one or two of those. And I will say, to me, it's somewhat encouraging that they were still able to come back and have a chance yeah. because for for everything that they did wrong, and make no mistake, Phil, they did a lot of things wrong. They did, Like we said, probably don't didn't deserve to win that game. But despite all of that, all the mistakes, leaving those points on the field, they still had a chance yep. there at the end. And so, to me, that shows maybe there's some hope here that you can turn things around, get back on the right track. You're not going to probably go... 13 and 4 this year. You're probably not going to go 12 and 5. Well, you're
0: thinking a whole season now. You've you've stopped Well,
1: I just I think that this is a team that's going to have to learn to bounce back after different losses. I mean, this is probably not their last loss. They're going to be fighting tooth and nail for that wild card spot, I think. It's not out of the question, but like, they have to win this week. Yeah. I Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, the good news is they're still three and two. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs have gotten off to a tough start. The Raiders are in the same exact situation as the Broncos, starting three and two or three and zero, oh, and then losing the next two games. So, you're still right in the thick of this thing. It's just that uh, uh, right now, like the t- title of this uh, video, if you're watching on YouTube right now, it is we're at a crossroads.
1: Yeah. Well, we are at Breckenridge Brewery's farmhouse yeah. in Littleton, but trying to make a it a tea- farm home. The team is at a crossroads.
0: Let's get to some questions here. Uh, yeah, we should mention. Cesar.
1: That, oh, sorry, Cesar. We again. should mention podcast supervisor Ben Swanson awesome. and assistant podcast supervisor Roya Burton. Assistant to the. Oh. No, no, no. Just assistant. Assistant, yeah. I think. Assistant, yeah. They're both sending in some questions from yes, YouTube. They're doing a That's great job. That's why you're looking at your phone so yes,
0: much. I'm paying attention to you, Eric. Uh, Cesar of 300 says, What kind of beer are you drinking? I believe this is called a juicy IPA here at uh, Breckenridge Brewery. Very delicious. Juicy. It is juicy because I'm a little bit juiced up tonight. Yeah. Yeah. That leads to the next one. It's a uh, Crate Voodoo says, Phil's a bit heated tonight. Love it. Stay spicy. It's a good look. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. I do say spicy. Yeah, if you think I'm heated now, you should have seen me in the office this morning here.
1: Yeah. You said this morning in the office, if you ask me, you said it about five or six times, <laughs> And I thought to myself, I didn't ask you. You yeah. just walked over I just here and started, started talking. yelling. <laughs> I yeah. wasn't
0: even talking. I, was like, I didn't ask you at yeah. all. I was yelling. Okay, so uh, we talked. Blair, our friend Blair Gerald's, is watching. Shout out to Blair. Yeah, uh, you may recognize the last name there, Gerald's. Relation to Liz Manis Liz Gerald's? Gerald's. Yeah, yeah. Of course, who we shout out every single show. N- Blair, newly, newlyweds, newlyweds. Not in Pittsburgh though. No. <laughs> they would never. No, they wouldn't have done yeah. that. No, but newlyweds, congratulations to Blair yes. and Liz. Blair, thank you very much for watching. Cheers. Yeah, do you want to cheers to cheers. them? Cheers to them. Blair, thank you for the comments. What did he say? You didn't read the comments. Well, we already kind of talked about it. Why was Vaughn covering tight ends in coverage? Blair's we got in- spicy, too. Yeah, Blair is getting spicy, too. I love it. Well, I will say so- that, that coverage,
1: you've got zone on one side, man on the other. That's probably – you're probably trying to fool – Either you're trying to fool the offense or you're trying to put yourself in a situation like with different matchups depending on who's on that side of the field.
0: Eric, sometimes I I got a simple mind, you know what I mean? Me I just sort of I a, do know it. I just mean. can't get into the weeds too much. You yeah, know what I okay, mean? sorry, we'll but move on. When I think about Vaughn, I'm like Vaughn is really good at stopping the run. Vaughn is really good at sacking the quarterback. Vaughn has a couple of interceptions in his career. Of, He's got a lot of more sacks.
1: One of Vaughn's best plays in his career is dropping back to pick off Tom Brady
0: in the AFC Championship. That is true. That's true. I thought and he was going to score on that play, I think play, in the Super didn't
1: Bowl, it. didn't he have a... He was he in a pass breakup,
0: yeah. Way down the field. Way down the field. He way down the field. He actually was celebrating on that play. Hurt himself. Hurt himself. Yeah. Which uh, he later revealed to me, personally, Eric. Perfect. One year later, when we were back in San Francisco... We walked those same special grounds there at Levi Stadium. Yeah. And he revealed to me that he got hurt on that play.
1: That must have been really special for you.
0: We had a moment. Yeah. Yeah, we had a moment. I want to get to uh, Christopher Lovejoy here. He says, love the show. He's at the farmhouse right now. No. He's inside the farmhouse. (laughs) He's got to come say hello. Where's the call coming from? He says, I thought the Broncos made a few questionable plays on offense, like running on second and fourteen. He wants to know about the play calling. Second and 14. Said they ran the ball in second and 14 at one point.
1: I'll take his word well, for we it. don't have... Fact check. Ben Swanson. Ben Swanson <laughs> hand me my game book that's in my backpack. No. Um, no I, I trust Christopher Lovejoy. Uh, no, I, I do too. I, I think that there certainly were some questionable play calls. One that I didn't like necessarily. Um, Teddy takes the sack down by the red zone or in the red zone after you have first and goal at the seven yard line. Yeah. And then on third down you throw a little wide receiver screen to Javante Williams. Yeah. Or I guess a running back screen, but it's kind of like a little tunnel screen. You didn't like that. Well I just Vic Fangio said it today. He said you've got to be better on first and second down to stay out of third and longs, but you also have to be able to convert some third and longs. Yeah. And that's been the bigger issue is the last two weeks, really three weeks when you get in the third and longs, it's just kind of been a death sentence. You haven't been able to do that. So well, I would like them to to take a few more shots on third and long. Third Even and
0: your, long in the red zone is really difficult.
1: That's a hard play sure. to execute. But no, maybe it, you it get is. a penalty. But t- maybe yeah, you I mean, get something,
0: you know. Here's something that I've noticed. This is a little bit of a tangent
1: in terms of I don't know if this is play calling. I don't know if this is Teddy or what it is. Teddy's thrown seven touchdown passes this year. You following? Seven, yep. Six of those touchdown passes have been in the red zone. Ooh. Five of those touchdown passes...
0: You're just drilling
1: down. Five of those touch- Keep going. Five of those six have been passes that are short of the end zone.
0: Oh, and they run it and in. And then they run it in. The only you pass, don't like that. The
1: only, well, it's not that I don't like it. The only pass into the end zone was to Noah Fant last week in Baltimore. Where mm-hmm. he, and it was like kind of a an out route right, right at the, goal, the line, goal line, wide open. We have not so. seen Teddy fire the ball into the end zone into you a want to crowded see that. space and be successful, and that's what really plagued them at the end of the game was that yeah. he couldn't work the ball in there. At some point this year, you're going to have to do that because yeah.
0: teams are going to figure out, hey, he's dumping what? the ball off. That's here. not play calling. I mean, there's guys well, who are. That's not know, necessarily you, play calling. I
1: think it's hard to say because who knows if if uh, you know the Albert O one for example, that's a broken play, so he's just getting the ball to somebody. But on on uh, I'm trying to think of another example. The Tim Patrick. Yeah against jacksonville where he's coming across the field that's his first read short of the goal line and so to me i don't know how many of these are designed versus teddy's decisions but something interesting to watch that i noticed today is he has not been throwing the ball into those tight spaces in the end zone you got to make those throws in the nfl
0: yeah i mean you just have to be able to fire it in there and take some chances and get it in you can't be too afraid to throw the interception sometimes you got to take a chance that's how I sort of feel yeah. but I will say uh, Pat Sherman's taken a lot of heat here he did make adjustments as the game went on and they got things going a little bit it's just I think the key is and then it is kind of leads into oh kind of leads into uh, Raymond Mcintosh's question here is he here too uh, I don't think so okay. how can we prevent a first half like we had this week and I think that's the big thing scripting those first you know that first drive need more success right there. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't script third
1: down plays generally. So, again, when you're not finding success on first and second down and you get yourself in third and long, third and medium, you're taking yourself away from what you think you can do well with that script. But I think that's a fair point is that the script has not worked super well. You know, these plays have not gotten them a first drive touchdown in a very long time. And then when you fall behind, which, listen, your defense is going to give up a a touchdown occasionally. Your defense is going to give up a big play and hold them to a field goal occasionally. But when, when this team gets behind in particular, Phil, they're going to struggle because their identity should be to run the ball, play good defense, let Von Miller tee off when you build a lead. And so if, if you're entering these games and you're playing from behind the entire first half, you kind of make it impossible to do what you want to do.
0: Did you say identity?
1: I did say identity, and I don't like the gotcha, word a little bit. I don't huh? like the word. I got identity. that going in your mind because you you said that to me earlier. Yeah. What is this team's identity?
0: Well, uh, he- here's what I mean by that. It's like okay? culture. Can I explain it to you? Yeah, you can explain. By it. identity, have it's to like when I think about uh, what's going on at, in Las Vegas right now, in uh, at the Raiders headquarters. Aside from uh, all the John Gruden emails, oh, okay. This is- I'm just talking about the game planning oh, okay. stuff. Okay. They're they're getting ready to face the Broncos. Yes. What are they saying? Okay, we got to stop this. We're worried about this. What's going on with this? Right now, I would say that this Broncos team doesn't really have that one thing where they're like opposing teams are worried about it. And heading into the season, I would have thought this defense is really, really talented. Okay, they're going to win a lot of games. Low scoring. Maybe the defense is taking the ball away. Then I thought. Okay, they got two excellent running backs. This team's going to run the ball, and Teddy Bridgewater is that veteran. He's not going to turn the ball over, and they're going to win low-scoring games. But, And that's what they did the first few weeks of the season. But these last two, I'm like, what is the identity of this team? How, What are they trying to do? And we've talked about it a lot where we're saying, okay, who's dictating the terms of play? When the Broncos want to dictate the terms of play – what is it they're doing to dictate it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you saw a little bit of what they want that to be in the second half. Is you're going to run the ball at times. You're going to pound it ahead with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Because I thought Pat Shermer did do a better job of sticking with the yeah. run this week. That yep. that helped him out. They it was only 11 points I think for most of the um or for the bron when the Broncos first went out there for the third quarter. So they didn't panic. They got three first downs. But I think it's run the ball. I think it's make well timed throws. To Corlin Sutton and, and Tim Patrick right now, I mean that's part of it. Is that your identity was supposed to be based off Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler being part of this group, and to not have them hurts. And everybody has injuries. Yep. I get that. Yep. Um, your your identity was probably based on Noah Famp
0: being able to go out there and catch passes. But not everything could be your identity, though. Like, say, for example, when you play the Chiefs, right, you know that Tyreek Hill is going to blaze down the field, and he's going to get the big play, and you know that Travis Kelsey is going to be a problem. When you look at the Broncos, what what is that for the Broncos?
1: Well, I'm saying is that some things have made
0: it difficult to determine
1: their identity because these wide receivers have gotten hurt. Yesterday, you probably would love for Noah Fant to be able to attack the linebackers like he did last year, but Garrett Bowles and Bobby Massey have needed that extra assistance they've kept tight ends to chip so because garrett bowles isn't playing as well as he had last year now all of a sudden you lose the ability to put Noah fan out there because you've got to keep him in to help protect so to me that's kind of where kind of a a complete struggle of the offense is hurting their uh their ability to kind of do things consistently and, and find that identity i think they'd like it to be running the ball and having teddy bridgewater you know, whether Get it. it's play long action. drives down the field, yeah, long drives, ball control. That's what um, I was time say. of possession. But also, that's how like, they're going to win games you, in my mind. Yeah, but I mean, like good teams. You say they have identity. You say they have culture. But a lot of the times, they just have better players, maybe better play callers. I mean, it's not necessarily. I, I, I think I think good teams can change what they do week to week to match up. Yeah.
0: I just think this Broncos team is supposed to win games playing good defense, and they're supposed to have long drives that dominate time of possession. And when you can't stay on the field as an offense and you're in these long third-down plays, that's the problem. And when the defense is giving up big bombs on the other side, that's a problem. And so when you can't... Sync up with your identity or what you what your strengths are. I mean, I mean, playing doesn't good, really work.
1: Good defense, like playing good, is not an identity. That's like just what the goal should be.
0: Yeah, but like, but but I'm saying like playing to your strengths should be well, their their identity. Could relying be, on the defense, their
1: identity could be throwing the football down the field. It could be running the football. It could be running play action. It could be any number of things. If you're not getting first downs and you're going two of twelve on third down. Doesn't matter if your identity. Yeah, they got to
0: stay on the field. I mean, part they of They got to win first down. Part of
1: it is that they ca- they cannot get to some of these things they want to do because they're struggling early in drives. Yeah. So that, I think once you figure that out, then you get back to what you saw against New York, what you saw in Jacksonville, what you saw against a pretty good Jets defense. You know, like those those are the things that you can do when this is successful. But they're never gonna. Well, I don't want to say never, but. To me, this doesn't seem like an offense that's ever going to go out and score 45 points. They need to win games in the mid-20s, Yep. but right now they're making too many mistakes to get to the mid-20s, and then instead of the defense being on the field for fewer drives, less time, um, and being able to hold those opponents to the low-20s or high-teens, now they're giving up 27 because they're put in bad spots.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's accurate. I think they we're haven't both turned saying, the ball over. That's, yes. That was part of their identity. Yeah. I just think playing to their strengths, I think we both agree. Scoring in the mid-20s there and holding teams to a lot less than that. I mean, that's sort I of mean, when you, the defense playing better the, than it has. The,
1: the fact of the matter, when you don't have a – when Teddy still played – I thought Teddy had a nice second half. He still played yeah. decently. When you don't have a Patrick Mahomes or an Aaron Rodgers or a, a Justin Herbert, you are going to be in a lot of these – Josh Allen, I know you – are now uh, all aboard the train. I'm just, I am just—I was just talking to you about the game I watched yeah. yesterday. But when you don't have one of those guys, your, I've been margin, on that train. your margin for error is yeah. lower. You're going to play a lot of these close games. You're not probably just going to go blow a ton of people out. And so, yeah, thats huh? you kind of have to get used to these sort of games. And one-possession games tend to be a, a 50-50 endeavor. So maybe the Broncos win the next one.
0: I think as uh, Roxy's points out here, Uh, a Broncos fan, says the defense needs a lot of work. I agree. I mean, a lot of focus is on the offense right now. But in my opinion, you are expecting the defense to be really good, and they've not lived up to the expectations.
1: Yeah, I mean, some of that is because of the offense, right? Like, if the offense builds a lead like it did the first three weeks, then they have to drop back to pass, and the defense can go after these quarterbacks. Easier to stop the run when you're not facing these you know, drive after drive after drive, and you're able to get some rest. So those are important things. But yeah, the defense needs to play better. The secondary has not played up to its potential. Uh, I think Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson would tell you they both need to be better.
0: The Chase Claypool touchdown right in the middle of the field. Yeah, and I think Vic Fangio it's sort of surprising there. He,
1: he kind of made it sound like that was Kareem's. I don't want to say fault, but Kareem needed to get there. Get there. Yeah. So what, what do you do? So we talked. I think we talked about this a little bit earlier, but we didn't kind of finish it. What would you do with? Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, and Pat Sertan.
0: Oh, you mean like because you have this talent there now? Because I don't think you can take Pat off the field. Well, I think that just a man-to-man defense, I think Darby is your best coverage guy. That's what I think. I think Pat, yeah, that's what I think. I think
1: Pat might already be their
0: best corner. I think that Kyle or you've uh, seen Darby uh, Ronald play. Darby Dar- is, You've seen Darby play one game. But the hype surrounding him coming in was that this guy's sticky. He's fast. He can, He's the, hype, the best the coverage the hype, guy. The hype around
1: Kyle Fuller was that this is an incredible Lockdown. signing, and it's amazing that they got this guy in the third way of the Well, free I didn't see
0: Darby get beat deep a ton in that first game. Wait, that's so what I'm saying. Is that you've I would get Darby out there. I would get... I would stick with Fuller and just try to work on the coaching and say, look. So you would take Sertan off
1: the field and base and
0: nickel? At this point, yeah. Yeah, I would not do that. That's what I I would.
1: I would put Darby back on the field at right. I would move Sertan to left, or you can keep Sertan where he's been playing and move Darby over. I would keep Bryce in the nickel, and I would play Kyle Fuller when you're in dime. So you would bench Kyle Fuller? Patrick Sertan has played better than Kyle Fuller the last three weeks, okay. really probably all year. Okay. It's not a it's not personal against Kyle, but you drafted this kid number nine overall. Wow. Vic said this is this guy's been everything you we want him to be. When did he say that? After the game. Or before the game. On uh Wednesday, I think. Last week. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> you think you think, think after this, game he's things higher on changing. Kyle Fuller uh, than Pat Sertan? Uh, no, 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 not head to head. I'm just saying. Ben Swanson, ask the ask the comment section
1: on YouTube.
0: What they think should what do.
1: Should it be Darby and Fuller or Darby and Sertan?
0: It's an interesting question. I'm gonna, I think it's pretty it, clear it's a cut. H- it's a hard, hard decision. I would stick with Fuller one more. One more. But I would try to put him in better situations. You don't have to actually comment that, Ben. Okay. Brandon Walker says, good vibes only tonight, okay? Yeah. Then he says, uh, this is Brandon from Iowa. Yes, I know. know. Brandon from Iowa. Thank you for watching. He says here, uh, are the Raiders as big a threat as they were in previous years? Then Laszlo commented and said, the Raiders are a better team than us because of better coaching. A lot of people down on on the coaching this week. So I don't know if the, the coaching. What do you think? Is, Are they
1: as big a threat as uh, maybe we thought that they were? I think they just have a uh, an oh no player. I'll call him that. That's kind of the PG version. An oh no player. When you're an opposing defense and you're facing that offense, you have a player that makes you go oh no, that's Darren Waller. He is really good. He is really hard to cover. You talk about identity. They'll target him 18 or 20 times a game and just go to him over and over and over. Cortland Sutton, to me, is a really good player. He made his, you know, another 100-yard game. But I don't know if he's probably not going to run away from you because of his speed. I don't know if you're afraid he's going to go off for 200 yards. To me, the oh-no player for the Broncos is Jerry Judy. And right now, he's not healthy because I think when you face Jerry Judy, you're like, we can't cover this guy.
0: Can we get a quick update on Jerry Judy?
1: He's not back yet.
0: Well, but Vic Fangio t- was asked he about said it he'll, He said he's doing well. He's doing well. But not, this is now uh, the fourth game he's going to miss, right? And no, two,
1: three. He's missed four games. This will be the fifth game he's going to miss.
0: Oh, yeah. This is going to be the fifth game. Yeah. So Which, And we were talking about maybe the six. Six, six week. to eight, I think, right? Yeah, but we thought maybe it was going to be closer to six. And Vic just said he's trending I w- in I that would, area. I would so. look
1: maybe that Washington game. After the Thursday night game in Cleveland, you have an extra
0: few days. Because they're then not going to rush him Washington back week. on a short week. No, I, I agree. I
1: would look at that Washington game or the Dallas game as say. kind of a...
0: That Washington game would be really nice to have him back. Yeah. Could be nice. Peyton Manning is going into the Ring of Fame that day. Big weekend this week with uh, Mike Shanahan. Yeah, that's true. Steve Atwater is going to get his Hall of Fame ring. I good think, for steve huh good for steve oh yeah steve was our first he he joined us for our first, first episode here. last guest well hopefully we'll get some more maybe that's true uh we should mention that we are broadcasting live from breckenridge Brewery's farmhouse in littleton off of santa fe if you are in the denver area come on out hang out with us here have a beer have a drink we're here every Monday from six to seven. If you don't live in the area, we are live on the Broncos YouTube page, and that's where we're getting all our questions from. Yeah.
1: Have we gotten any updates about the, the cornerback decision?
0: Uh let me see here. Darby and Sertan.
1: Yeah, that yep.
0: Sertan. And then he said Suntan, though. He misspelled. Suntan. Yeah. That's a nice nickname. I think nickname. That, that's Blair. He misspelled the Sertan, he said Suntan. Blair. That's tough. tough. It's tough when you're tough trying look to type that. But yeah. you know As someone who makes a lot of typos... You do. ...a lot of mistakes on Twitter, a I can't lot. really criticize. No, you, you... You can, because you're perfect. <laughs> right? I'm um, right
1: about this, so...
0: more bro MoreBroS15 says, Fuller's given up so many big plays, he needs to learn not how to do that so many times. That's good advice. And then Brandon from Iowa says, Darby and Sertan. So people like Sertan. But I think that uh, right after the game that Fuller had it's easy to just bash on the guy
1: but see I'm not if it were one game I I wouldn't be going off that I'm looking at Sertan's body of work from the last four games I'm looking at Kyle Fuller's body of work from the last four games I just think and you know Pat Sertan was supposed to be this guy yeah so it's not a it's not a shock that he has been and if you know if this were another team Kyle Fuller is good enough that you say stick with him this is a unique situation where you have a guy that is so good, and, and listen, in dime or maybe even in nickel, bring Sertan over, put him on uh, Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, whoever. But
0: I just think you can play with all these guys out on the field too. At some a lot. I mean, Pat Sertan got 16 snaps and week one. He needs one. to get more. He needs to get more. You're taking. We got more the field. here. Jules Romero says Darby and Sertan. A lot of pe- everybody's saying Darby and Sertan. <laughs> And I think that that's the natural reaction here. But I think you guys stick with Fuller so a little you, bit. what
1: do you 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 have the unnatural reaction?
0: I have the more sophisticated and nuanced reaction. And I, It's a nice think, way to say wrong. And I also don't think that'll happen. I don't think uh, Fangio is going to bench Fuller. I don't think that'll happen. So I, I like to be right a lot of the time, and so I think that that's what's going to happen. Here's here's my take, Phil. I think yeah, it's John more- John Christian Knight. Uh, Kushner, I don't know how do you think you say his last name. So sorry, John. Kushnerite, yeah. Kushnerite. He says I agree with benching Fuller. Blair says can't wait to see Vaughn on Waller. That's Blair. a good comment, Blair. Blair. Much better than the Sertan. That's much better.
1: Can I uh, can I go back to the corners for a second? Okay. I think it's more likely that Darby stays on the bench, really, than it is that Sertan goes to the bench.
0: Okay, but so. So you think that they wouldn't swap like Fuller for Darby? I think I think
1: no matter what, Sertan is going to stay on the field and base. Okay, he's and proven the, that. Uh, yeah,
0: I think he's been okay. That good. That's, good. that's good to hear because obviously, yeah, you want I mean, to a first-round pick. You want him to be that yeah. good, so th- that's a positive sign. I mean, look, look, Kyle Fuller is just here on the one-year deal right now. Yeah, Darby is a uh, Darby's three-year Darby's deal. A bit, so I mean, it is possible that maybe they you're. It's just there's a lot of Is someone doing here.
1: yard work? Because
0: Phil Milani is hedging. He's hedging. I still think that Fuller is a, is an excellent cornerback. I, just I think don't he's disagree to beat. You. He's just gotten beat deep here a lot. I can't um, see
1: the notes that you're reading, but I I'm assume sorry.
0: it just says Sertan over and over. It, the whole thing just says <laughs> Sertan. Eric is a genius. Eric's so much smarter. I just choose not to read those here. Um, <laughs> let's see here. I... Uh, Okay, yeah, here's one. Uh, Horacio Valleda says, What's most frustrating is seeing good players not utilized based on their strengths. And I think that that's uh, referring probably to Von Miller.
1: I think it talks about Von Miller. I think it talks about Noah Fant. I think it can talk about, um, I don't know if you want to say the, the linebackers, you know, just in terms of putting them in position to succeed. Talking about Miller and Fant in particular. With Vaughn, I think it's... He said after the game, I got to get there in less than 2.2 seconds. Yeah. He's being... Um, I don't know what the right word is. He's being a little unrealistic. In just in terms of, like... Vaughn, we know you can't get there in under 2.2 seconds consistently. That's really hard to do.
0: But consistently. He,
1: but he's saying, like... But he can do I've got to do it no matter what. What needs to happen is the coverage needs to be a little bit better down the field. The offense needs to give you a lead so that Vaughn can have and a half seconds, 2.8 seconds to be able to get to the quarterback because that's when you're going to make the plays. I mean one of the plays that Roethlisberger held the ball one of the very few Vaughn forces him to his right and Malik comes back and blasts him. him for a yeah. fumble. So that's, that's a position where you're able to use Vaughn the right way when you can just take one step and throw a slant immediately
0: He's not going to get there. No. yeah,
1: And then Noah Fant, again if the offensive line can play better You don't have to keep Noah Fant in. You can send him out. And that's a unique situation. Their rushers are so good.
0: Yes. I mean, they needed to chip a lot more. Vic Fangio said that. But Cleveland
1: might be the same thing. I mean. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's good pass rushers every single week.
1: Yeah. It's just hard when they have two Uh, of them.
0: Here's a good one. Chaz Bragg says, line up Fant at wide receiver. Put Eric Saubert in for blocking. Stop asking Sutton to make sharp cuts. Let him just go deep. And uh, feature Tim Patrick a little more already. Yeah,
1: I mean, Tim Patrick Sir had Chesburg. seven targets yesterday. Um, I think, or no, nine, I believe. So he, he hit a lot of targets. He did. Um, Vic and Fangio's, that was a
0: tremendous play on the region yeah, and out play. for a fourth, Tim Patrick is a heck down. of a football player.
1: And I hope they can find a way next year to keep Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. Yep. I don't know if it's going to be possible, but I really hope they can do it because Tim is a, a heck of a player. Great interview, Phil. He gets up on the podium.
0: Very entertaining. He keeps it real.
1: But, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you need to – I mean, putting Noah Fant in the slot could work, but you've got to.
0: Well, we talked about it last week, getting Noah Fant the ball in space and let him utilize well, his speed a little bit. And not just that, but getting That should a, be the goal. Get right?
1: him the ball when he's already moving the right direction. It's hard when All you right? run these screens where he's stopped and he has to get going again at yeah. his big frame, have him come across the field, have him go yeah. you know, north-south. Those are the sorts of things I look for. Cortland Sutton, you know. He can run those comeback routes, I think, going deep. You need those comeback routes to, to be a threat. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I agree. Get the ball to Cortland Sutton going north, north and fielders. south as well.
0: Like, even, I think a lot of, like, we watched that fourth down play a lot. You saw Cortland sort of rounding that, that yeah. there. I mean, in that situation, maybe I'd like the ball up high in that situation where he could go up and 50-50 it a little bit. Asking him to just plant and have a sharp cut there and then back shoulder it toward the inside part of the field. I don't know if that's his strength.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I think the Broncos in general where they've struggled is getting the ball to your playmakers with room to run. They did that really well in week one against the Giants. Jerry Judy got the ball in space, was able to run. A couple of other guys were able to do the same thing. They've got to get to the point where you can get Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, Tim Patrick, when Judy comes back, get those guys in the open field and let them turn up and gain 15 to 20 yards. Because right now it's a lot of catch the ball and you're pushed out. Catch the ball and you're tackled immediately. It's hard, I think, over time to sustain that again and again and again. They were talking about on the Sunday Night Football broadcast, Phil, that the, the Chiefs could dink and dunk all night and probably get down the field and score. That's hard to do without making a mistake or having a penalty. So you need some of these bigger plays.
0: That's a good point here. That leads right into another question from Brandon. He says, the Chargers are terrifying. The Chiefs s- are lost. Do you agree? I I do think that the Chiefs are going through some something right now here. Uh, they did not look like the Chiefs last night. Obviously, the Bills are really, really talented. But that Chargers team looks like it's gearing up to be one of the best teams in the afc right now i would put them ahead of the chiefs in terms of teams i'm scared of to play like this week i would i would say that the chargers are the scarier team right now yeah i mean they've got a really
1: good defense with incredible pass rushers they've got a really good back end of their defense uh they're fast you know they make plays Brandon and Stanley, turnovers. of
0: course bringing that fangio defense over there yeah then
1: uh, obviously Justin Herbert Justin
0: Herbert is Mike Williams is Justin
1: Herbert might be a top three quarterback, top five certainly. I would think in uh, the there was a right column
0: now. in the in the Athletic today. It said he's no longer a good young quarterback. He's just a good quarterback.
1: He's a really good quarterback. Yeah, he's, I mean, remove the he young. Is, yeah,
0: he's just among the better players
1: in the league. Uh, let's hear. here. Manny the, the, Moore. the Chiefs will figure it out. I mean, they've got Patrick Mahomes. They've got Travis Kelsey. They've got Tyree Kill. I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, but they're going to make the playoffs. They're still going to be a the threat. The Chiefs? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you just sort of trust that they're going to figure it out at right. some point, which is a scary thing. Yes. But right now, they don't look like the Chiefs that we, we are used to seeing. Um, some questions about the O-line and D-line here from uh, Money Moore. It says, uh, both the O-line and D-line are far too soft. Uh, Derek says, every game our interior D-line, no penetration. Uh, Moneymore responded, said, we can't pressure the quarterback. Our QBs can't stop getting pressured. O-line is banged up, says John. So what what do you think about inside the trenches? Obviously, they're facing with the Ravens and Steelers, two of the more physical teams. But especially on the D-line, it did seem like Najee Harris, say he got uh, uh we talked about this on the post game show yesterday. Todd Davis pointed this out. It seemed like you would stop him around 2 or 3 yards and then for whatever reason he would fall forward, he'd get pushed and a and a 3-yard gain turns into 6 or 7.
1: Well, he's a big powerful runner. I mean, he's good too. The old saying they get paid too, but yeah, I mean, I think some of John Fox. Some of it is the okay. uh, the defensive line needing to get better penetration. Uh, play a little bit tougher, stouter up front. Vic Fangio admitted they didn't have enough oomph. I think some of it is probably the linebackers. You miss Josie Jewell there. He's a really good run stopper. Yeah. We talked about Justin Cernad. One of the issues might be that his run ability. So that's something to watch. And then the offensive line, Phil, I just think it's been tough with Dalton Reiser and Graham Glasgow missing time. Glasgow's been in and out. So you haven't been able to develop that continuity, that consistency. I think when you see some of these protection protection breakdowns, like on the Bridgewater sack, for example, that's not the run game, but Bridgewater sack, a guy come, Devin Bush comes through free uh, unclear. That's not, O-line. Uncle- that's not an O line. That's
0: not an O line. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, Bridgewater needs to get rid of the ball there in that no, but situation un- but mean, when a free guy comes too. through.
1: Like, so, so part of that, I think, you know, if a, a I think Javante Williams was on the field there. Some I thought saw something maybe and maybe picked that up. Um, So with the offensive line, I think it comes down to some continuity.
0: We heard from Graham Glasgow today. He said that he's had a little bit of a rough start to the season with the heart. Of course, yeah, he had an AFib in that first game. He said that maybe he was just out of shape. He was thinking that he thought maybe he was having an anxiety attack. He thought maybe it was asthma. I mean, that's a scary situation. Yeah, no doubt. So you kind of feel bad for Graham having this start of the season. Hopefully, he's turned the corner here a little bit. Dalton able to get back, but yeah, I just think that that's a case of going up against two of the more physical teams in the in the entire NFL.
1: I mean, not everybody's going to have a defensive line that good, a linebacking core that good. Raiders have yeah. Max Crosby, who's a really good rusher. I don't know if they have quite the front seven.
0: Oh, is yeah. I don't know. If,
1: it's no TJ Watt.
0: No T.J. Watt, that's true. No Melvin Ingram. No Devin Bush coming with the speed there. Macho Reyes says, God help us send an angel. I don't know. Uh, Crystal for Lovejoy. I think he's probably still in the building somewhere. Says, I see a lot of Teddy slander in the comments. actually thought he played pretty solid game. Obviously started slow, as did the rest of the team. But even with uh, the start, the team was three yards away. He puts from a win. Let's just say maybe, maybe a tie. Three yards and then two yards away. Yeah, I mean, I, Vic Fangio no said... No Teddy I, Slander, maybe, from us. Vic
1: Fangio said after the game, he didn't really use the concussion as an excuse. I do think there's something to the fact that Teddy was limited Thursday. He's practicing Friday, which is not a full speed... I mean, it, you're not in pads that day. It's not necessarily the same intensity as a Wednesday or Thursday no. practice. I think it makes sense that he could come back off a concussion and take a few series to really get into get going. It. Yeah, sure, sure. But yeah, what's he I mean he he played well in the second half and I would say some people I don't know what the comment section is like, I don't know what's being curated. Well you do we're, have
0: the comments on your I I'm interview. I'm being
1: present in the moment. Thank you. A lot of people said bench Teddy Bridgewater, time to see Drew Locke. I do not think we are at the I point. I think this we're season. at that point. No. We're, we're the not Broncos at that are point. three and two. With a win over the Raiders, you go to four and two. Things are very much alive. I mean, I think there's just this negative energy, Phil. This negative tone, because you've lost two consecutive games, and those are against the two good teams that you've played. So I understand it, but at the same time, you have to understand you're one game back in the AFC West. There's, yeah.
0: let's just say, for, still in a good spot uh, for now. Let's just say for the
1: the sake of projection,
0: you love the schedule that
1: the, the Chiefs and the Browns end up with two of the wild card spots. Would you say that's fair? A fair guess. Sure. Or the, or the Chiefs and the Chiefs, or the Chargers and the Browns, or the Ravens. I, I think it's fair that like one. Yeah, the North
0: will have two. The teams. The North will have two teams. The West will have at least two. At teams. least two.
1: So then you look at at least right now you've got a bunch, a clump of teams: the Broncos, the Raiders, the Bengals. Yeah. The Steelers still have a losing record. The Patriots yep. have a losing record. No, I mean, 3-2 I mean, and two yeah. is
0: still not a terrible spot to be in right now.
1: No, I mean, you're going to go down the stretch and have to get wins, but th- this is not over by any means.
0: No, no, I don't think so. We only have about 10 minutes left in this show, so we're going to by nope. pretty fast. Yeah. We love all the comments coming in in here. Um, let's get to some here. Israel Espiro says Denver Broncos 27, Raiders 17. That's the final for Sunday.
1: I can start ready now. I don't have to go.
0: We'll have our predictions coming up on we our will. on our Thursday show. I can't give mine away yet.
1: No, I I haven't turned the page yet, Phil.
0: Can you see the Broncos are scoring twenty seven points because Derek cannot? Derek cannot see that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd have to look at what the Raiders have done the last few weeks. I don't think it's out of the question. Um, but I think getting back to in the twenties would be
0: a nice start after the last few weeks. A lot of questions still about the D line here. Uh, Rick B says we're five games in. The O line is still missing obvious assignments. Football games are won and lost on the line.
1: Yeah, and again, let's give him some time here. That's the first full game that Graham Glasgow has played. You know, you haven't. We saw
0: Garrett Bowles have another holding penalty.
1: Yeah, I'm a a little worried about Garrett just because you would like to think that he's going to take that step forward. You hope he hasn't. Relaxed at all from the mentality that he had last season to come out and attack things. He's going to have to, you know. We've talked about he's had to be good against some of these rushers the last two weeks. He's got to play better the next two weeks against whether it's Max Crosby or whoever else in Las Vegas Uh, when Miles Garrett and him match up. I mean, that's that is a tough ask for anybody.
0: Miles Garrett is insane. He's good. He's insane. He wore short sleeves
1: for a game I think two weeks ago. And then got steroid tested the next day because he's so jacked.
0: Not Photoshop. No. His that happens to you occasionally. Sometimes. You walk to the
1: company gym and a you I tried like to a get nice on the charter
0: one time and they just said, we can't let you on. Yeah. Too lethal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? What? Let me on the plane here. Uh, Mike Moore says, can't wait three quarters before you decide to play football.
1: I think everybody's in agreement with it's
0: That's that. fair. Okay, Blair says, uh, love the ambiance tonight, much better than outside in the dark. Thank you, Blair. Appreciate that. We er- got Eric any questions? Even- or we just- Eric stopped by makeup on the way in. So. Yeah. A lot of people are commenting the same sort of thing here. Sir Tan and Darby. Uh, Horatio Vaida says, uh, thanks, Eric and Phil. Everyone in the comments, let's be good fans. Let's root for whoever is playing any given position. Let's hope our coaches can turn the ship around. Okay, Derek says, is Teddy too safe with the ball the past two games? I see him wanting to throw deep, but ends up checking down for short yardage. That leads to a three and out. See, he too safe with the ball? Well, I've, I think two
1: different games, two different stories. Against the Ravens, I think he actually did take those shots. He was just off target. It was not his finest game, I don't think, in the first half. And then when you go from first and ten to second and ten, all of a sudden a little bit of a tough scenario there for the Broncos. This past week, you're right. He didn't throw the ball deep very much. I think that pass to Cortland Sutton on the touchdown was the only attempt of longer than like 25 yards. There were a few kind of in the the 10 to 20 range, but for the most part, things were kind of within the the 5 to 20 range of the, the line of scrimmage. And I do think you need to take more shots, but some of that is just, you know, Cortland was playing on a hobbled ankle. I wonder if that limited them. You didn't have a lot of you know you're going up against a good pass rush do you try to get the ball out quicker you don't have KJ Hamler anymore you don't have Jerry Judy right now i mean those things to me are all factors
0: and i also think that when you fall behind the opposing defense is taking away the taking away the deep they don't want to get beat deep so at some point it's really not an option you know you got to be in the game right off the bat you got to be maybe looking to go deep but also at the same time If you want third and more manageable, the dink and dunk is not a terrible play there, and maybe that will open up things later on deep. So I think it's about finding a balance there just where you're running the ball, you're getting yards on, you're getting positive plays where you're not in third and long. And then maybe if they come move up to take that away, then you can hit something deep. I mean, that's the big
1: thing: is that the Broncos right now just need positive gains positive. on some of these plays because you getting, can't be you, you can go
0: broke making a profit. That's true. You just can't. Well, what if you're I spending? Can. What if you're spending more? Don't want us Well, then you wouldn't be making a profit.
1: What if you're making a profit at your job, but then you're heading to Breckenridge Brewery's farmhouse in Littleton?
0: getting a nice meal you're that's a good way that's That's a good good, way to live if you ask me i don't know and with prices around here you really can't go broke (laughs) that's true (laughs) okay we got a lot of things that just popped up here uh mike moore says teddy is doing fine got to protect him better uh brandon walker says uh do you think we'll see drew i think we talked about that no uh Rick B says Bridgewater's competent, solid quarterback, but he can't carry the whole offense. I agree let, there. Let,
1: let's pause there for one second as you keep looking through. I think that's that's true. And I don't think they want, I don't think they expected, rather, Teddy to come in and be this carry guy the that, whole thing. that's going to nope. carry the whole thing. No. Nope. He's a complimentary, a really good, complimentary football player that when people, you know, he can kind of guide you to these wins, but he's not going to go out there and throw 400 yards, five touchdowns by himself. He's not. The Aaron Rodgers type guy, which is okay, you can win that way. You just have to be better than you have been.
0: Uh, two bricks shy of a load says, "Can someone confirm that fan play?" Can yes, confirm. Can confirm. Three catches, twenty yards, not his lowest output of the season. Uh, got the itch says, "Are you guys using candles as your lighting?" That is all that Ben Swanson can afford. So he said it kind of set the mood. I don't know. I just I don't. And it's sort of a somber at mind, That's right. mindset here yeah. today. So, no. yes, candles. Do you do you like it, Got the Edge? Do you like the setting, or do you, do you want some more direct light? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, Roger Gimmel says, was so excited and really thought we were going to be elite, just another victim of early season hype. Not losing hope yet, though, just a really suspect after the last two games. I do think that this, this team is at a bit of a crossroads here. You're facing your first AFC West opponent with the Raiders coming in. Somebody says that those games count twice. I mean, it can count once. They, they just need to win it. You know, like yeah. We talked about you got to stop the bleeding. You can't. Good teams don't lose three games in a row. Especially because you go to Cleveland
1: on a short week. If you were to go to Cleveland on Sunday, that to me is a, a winnable game, you know, because you can yeah. if you you can pull off an upset. Thursday night is just so hard on your body. I just worry that that's going to be a tough one to win, so you've really got to win this week to keep yourself above five hundred.
0: Yeah, because, it, yeah, exactly. I feel like before those Thursday night games, the road team just had no chance. That's not really been the case this season. We've seen some road teams go on, go on and win.
1: It's still much
0: harder. I mean, I think the the, per, the rate is like 70%
1: of home teams win Thursday night, and when you look at regular games, it's like fifty
0: something percent, something like that. Derek says, "When will Judy be back?" We think maybe the Washington game. We kind of talked about that. Um, Got the itch says, "Does Eric resent other Eric's who spell their name?" He says the right way. Oh, wow. Wow. Swanson, can we get him out of a uh, band band per, permanently? Is that you're saying ban permanently? No, that's okay. okay, we'll we see. We'll that's see. Okay. No. More I'm just a, trying to defend you. More either. of a pity situation, you know? Got it. That's like when I see P- Phil's, who spell their name F-I-L, like how it's supposed to be spelled. Yeah. P-H. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, here's a here's a good one as we start to wrap up here, though. Crate Voodoo says, the Ravens game was parsed as a must win. Then we didn't. The Ravens? That's what he says. Yeah. I don't and agree he says, with that. You'd think that the Steelers game would have been got to get right. That was not. Broncos country, sour on everything, patience, three more weeks before panic. Wow. He is Craig Voodoo must be a very patient person. Yeah. No,
1: I mean this is I never thought the Ravens game and we never said the Ravens game was a must win. We said it was a
0: measuring stick. We said measuring stick, yeah. Just different.
1: You were three 0 you can afford to lose that one. And then we said before the Steelers game, we didn't even call that a must win. We said you have to win one of the next
0: two. So now we're saying this Raiders because game is a must-win game. If you
1: had won yesterday, I don't think okay. this would be a must-win. Because you lost, now you have to get this. Because I've said all along, Phil, you have to get to the bye week at 6-4. and four, At the very yeah. least. And you've got two losses. So you, you can afford now to lose at Cleveland, at Dallas. But you've got to Dallas t- looks good, right? Huh? But you've got Ooh. to take care of business at home. You've got three winnable home games. That's what it comes down to before the bye. Three hmm. winnable home games against the Raiders washington and the eagles if you win all three of those and you go into the bye at six and four it's not going
0: to be easy to get to ten and seven but it's certainly doable after doable. the buy. i agree mike moore wants to know is shannon sharp there yes he is yeah after we wrap up things we have dinner we with Shannon out. sharp yeah. it's a monday sort of if you tradition. come on down you can uh, it's a monday tradition uh blair wants to know what is the setup there if we want to come see the neutral zone in person we're set up. There's kind
1: of a there's kind of a crowd assembled right now.
0: Yeah, if you can get a ticket to get in, no. Yeah. Uh, if you come down, uh, you can have some dinner here, have a couple of beers, hang out, come up, say hello. Uh, if you want to ask a question in person, we have our uh, supervisors with us here, and uh, it's just a great atmosphere. So Blair, please come on down. We would love to have you. I love this atmosphere. Yes, Blair and Liz, come down, hang out, have a couple of beers. It's yeah. great. And plus, we're inside now, so Much, it's a little bit more. We got the candles The vibe here. is nice. Uh, Brandon says, Eric, great questions during press today. Wow. Brandon doesn't miss a press conference. No, thank you, Brandon. I uh, appreciate that. Let's see. Uh, Rick B. says, you can't go broke making a profit. You should come to Vegas.
1: We'll be there. But that's what i saying. You don't make profit. I'll be there on December 26th.
0: Brandon's confident for uh, Sunday. He thinks the Broncos can put up 30. Mike Moore says, go Broncos. Get Cortland Moore involved. Uh, and I think that's it. I think it's time to wrap up the show. I think so. A lot of really good questions today. This is what makes the Monday show fun, Eric. It's yeah. so lively. It's a conversation. You know, sometimes we come in and we were like, okay, we want to talk about these four things. We didn't even get to anything tonight. No. But we like that. That's the yeah. way it's supposed to be. We're here doing a service for the fans. That's right. That's the way I look at it. That's, Yeah. Uh, that's what makes this this Monday show fun. Come on out to Breckenridge Brewery Farmhouse. Trying to make it a farm home. We want it to be a farm home. We really That's really why do. we got the candles going. Yeah. It's nice. It's in Littleton. It's right off of Santa Fe. Come out, hang out, uh, have a beer. Uh, Eric's just finished his. I'm just about finished with it's mine. It's time to go. It's That means it's time to go. Yeah. yeah uh, What's that, Shannon? Okay, yeah, we'll be right there. He's... Shannon says the appetizers have already come. Wow. Yeah, so we gotta we got That's wrap what you've been doing on show. your phone. Yeah, yeah. He's been texting me. He's like, what do you want? It's, Shannon, I'm trying to do the show. Uh, anyway, we'll be back next Thursday, okay? This upcoming Thursday to preview the Raiders game. We got a lot to break down. How many did you do? Uh, three? Oh my god! No, guess. I'm just kidding. Put I'm Phil just kidding. In the, in the I got some secret. I got car. some secret. Was down here. I just replaced them. You know. Yeah, we're gonna put you in my car and I'm gonna <laughs> drive you home. We'll be back on Thursday to break down this Raiders matchup. A lot of Derek Carr talk, I'm sure. A lot of talk about Henry Ruggs. It would have been fun to see if Jerry Judy going up against Henry Ruggs, the third, I believe. Yeah, this, be, this would have been the third time. Henry Ruggs, the third. Do you think like him and Sir Lloyd Cushenberry have a little bit of a competition Maybe we going could get on?
1: some rugs, Sertan, or, or no, sorry, you want
0: Fuller out there. Yeah, do you want to win the game? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We'll be back on Thursday. That's when we do our preview show. Uh, but it's time to wrap things up here on I this Monday so. night. Thank you for all the questions. We'll be back later. Until then, for Eric DeLalla, I'm Phil Milani. This has been The, the Neutral, Neutral Zod. Zod.